course creators. My name is Rachel Recklum, and I want to welcome you to Train Thrive Growth, where we share online learning and training tips for small businesses who want to make an impact in their business through learner-centered design. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. So on this week's guest show, I have something I'm really excited to share with you all. We have an interview with Amanda Campino. She is a Brisbane-based photographer and Instagram expert. She's got a lot of really good information to share about building and engaging your audience on Instagram. We also talk a lot about her experience with entrepreneurship, and I know you guys are just going to love this conversation. So here is my interview with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. Well, we are excited you're here. So I thought we could start off with uh, telling your story a little bit. So your kind of journey with entrepreneurship and how you got to where you are with your business today. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think my whole entire journey started out when I was made redundant last year from uh, one of my jobs. And it kind of makes you realize that you don't have control over over your financial security. Um, It took me three months to find a job um, after being let go. And it just, it just like absolutely sucked. (laughs) It was then that I was like, I'm going to start my own business. I started a couple months later after I got a new job and I was basically working full time up until like a month ago, doing my business on the side, trying to juggle everything and scale it. But I realized I couldn't scale my business while working full time anymore. And a couple of things kind of aligned and I quit full time work. I went down to part time and yeah, I've just been very lucky to meet amazing people, have amazing clients to work with and actually have reoccurring income every month. Yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that when you're working for like you have a full time job, it's like that full time job like gets so many of your prime working hours. It's tough yeah. to like, really give your side hustle the energy it needs. Exactly, uh, it's definitely it's a tough time. <laughs> yeah, but I think you raise a good point. You know, I think we're always taught to view full time jobs as like security but in some ways like if it's something you're creating for yourself I almost feel like that's more secure in a way because that's something that you know another person can't take away from you or if the economy changes like and that things change for that company absolutely like I feel yeah I think we're conditioned to think that working for somebody else like that that is very much the norm of society. And to be honest, like I have actually, like I feel so much more in control of my life and my finances, not working for somebody else. And I think it comes with its own, its own separate stresses working for yourself, but I'm less stressed. I get less anxiety working for myself and you can't like, you can earn basically whatever you like as long as you put in the work. Yeah, that makes sense. And for me, you know, in my full-time job, I also work with clients, but there's something about like getting your own clients and really working one-on-one with people too. That's just like so fulfilling and and fun. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely that fulfillment factor 
which I never really got in a full-time job. And I realized, especially this year, I thought I had my dream job working in finance. Um, and a couple months in, I was like, this is so not me. Like, I'm not happy. I don't think I'm ever going to be happy working for anybody else but myself. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. <laughs> um, so what, uh, what kind of, do you want to talk a bit about your, your services and who you work with? Yeah, definitely. Um, initially like my business started out in doing stock photography and I made a couple of sales, but it's really hard to keep up with, with taking photos, uh, to the level that you can have a stock photo business. I think, um, like props to the people who do do it because I don't know how people do. Um, so I kind of switched over into doing product photography and at first I reached out to, I reached out in a Facebook group to ask if anyone would want to collaborate because I had never done product photography before. I was still completely new. And, um, one, one, I still have, she's a client of mine up until today and she reached out, she sent me her product. She's a skincare company and it kind of just started from there. I fell in love with the process as time went on, you know, I branched out. I do more portraits now as well. My target market are female entrepreneurs and especially with Instagram now, you know, it's so crucial to get your face out there, to put your face in the feed. Um, so it's so important to have that you know, high quality branded you know, headshot of yourself. And then I also branched out into Instagram services. So offering Instagram management, um, audits, I do feed curation. So it's kind of a little bit of everything. Very cool. And what was it about? I guess it makes sense. Like photography leads into Instagram because it's such a visual platform. But what was it about Instagram that like you were really excited about creating products for? I think like I've always been obsessed with it. Like I, before my business account, I, I have a personal account. I actually never use it anymore, but you know, I would look at all these photos. I'd scroll through Instagram mindlessly seeing all these amazing photos, all these amazing edits that people use on their photos. And I think that just kind of inspired me. Like I just really fell in love with the platform and I've made so many amazing friends just by engaging through Instagram. And that's how most of my clients come to me as well as they find me on Instagram. So I think, yeah, it's just everything's there for you on the platform. If you're willing to, you know, put in the effort and go out and find people to connect with. Yeah. Instagram's definitely my favorite too. I think it's the most fun. I, I am yes. the same way. I like, I had a personal Instagram that, but I, it's hard to keep up with it too. <laughs> with like two yeah. I don't oh. use too much anymore. Um, it's way too hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we actually have, we like even our, our dog had a little Instagram too. And like, Oh my God. I love dog Instagram accounts. Oh, there's this like <laughs> red toy poodle Instagram account. It's the cutest mm -hmm. thing. Like it just makes me so happy. Yeah. No, it's like fun to go on sometimes and just like look at pictures of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not something I have like tons of time for since I'm trying no. <laughs> Instagram professionally, but it is a lot of fun. And I think Absolutely. what you said is so important. It's like, I think still the best social platform for connecting one-to-one. -one. Like for me, I, 
really have to use Pinterest for kind of what my niche is. It's a lot of like Pinterest is probably the best way to drive traffic to my website, but Instagram is still the best way I think to actually like get to know people and talk to people. So yeah, I 100% agree. Like most of my website traffic actually, yeah, it comes from Pinterest as well. Pinterest is a goldmine. Um, but my clients, they come from, they come from Instagram. So it's, Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how the different platforms, they just work for different reasons. It's very true. So one of the things you said you did was like feed curation. So when you think about an approach for content creation for Instagram, like what kind of strategy are you recommending to your clients? Um, Strategy wise, I think it's, it really depends on the business. And I think it depends whether you're a service-based business and whether you're a product-based business and actually what your goals are. So when I work with somebody, I will always ask, what are your goals with Instagram? Like, do you want to raise brand awareness? Do you want to connect more with people? Do you want to convert them over to an email list or your website? Do you want them to buy your products? I think I think service and product-based businesses, they do work differently. And it depends again on how big of a business you are and what you want out of the platform. Um, I know a lot of people, they want like an aesthetically pleasing looking feed. And so I think the way that I I look at that, a lot of my clients, they basically use stock photos um, because they don't have the content ready to go for their own account. So really it's kind of putting all those photos into a feed that will tell a story that will, you know, be attractive to the eye of your target client. The thing is like with my own feed, I'm not really that strict. Um, I like having a cohesive feed, but, you know, I make sure that I try and make sure my captions will somehow go with my image. But I also think it's not a good idea to get too fixated on this has to go here. Like we have to put out a quote post today or we have to put this post before this post. You know, that's for me, that's way too restrictive. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I think for a long time I was doing like a photo of me and then a photo that was kind of white or a quote or something like that. And then another photo of me so that my Instagram feed would kind of have this pattern. And I just had to look at it and I was like, I feel like I'm getting a little bored with this. And my feed is just kind of all starting to look the same. So I'm trying to, I think actually relaxing a little bit kind of is yes. maybe giving it more of like a, an interesting look. So yeah, I cannot agree more. And I mean, it makes it easy to curate your feed when you have that pattern going. And I mean, I, I've got a pattern going on my feed at the moment, but I do sometimes look at, look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of getting over it, over this. And I think when you look at your feed and you feel like that, switch it up. Like, don't be afraid to break rules. Like there are no rules when it comes to social media. Like do, do whatever you want, basically. Yeah. Oh, um, this weekend I'm, I'm taking like a, a retreat in the desert, which is totally oh different than the climate I live in. So I'm looking for, I'm going to have some like fun desert photo shoot pictures. So that's yeah. gonna good. That's going to mix things up. I need to get, Oh my God. I can't wait to see those. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that that's a good point. It should keep it fun for you. I feel like when I'm like like the content I'm putting out, it's more fun to use Instagram. Absolutely. 
Now, when you, when you talk about the captions, do you have like messages that you kind of repeat in your captions? What, like, what are some of your goals for when you write your captions? For me, like a really big goal is to keep it very real, is to keep it very transparent. Um, I, I actually don't like to do a lot of education in my captions, mostly because I don't think they get as much engagement as the more personal kind of story that I put out. Mm -hmm. I find that education is taken a lot better when I'm doing it on Instagram stories. And that way it opens up the channel for people to DM you and you can really start building a relationship in your DMs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I find like for me personally, I don't like educating that much on my feed. And also the same thing is, is that, we see the same, um, the same education kind of over and over again, especially in regards to Instagram. And it can be really hard to put your own spin on a concept, which is why I think doing it via stories, you can put your personality into it. And you can really ensure that you're giving it to your, to your target client in a little bit of a different way just by talking. But yeah, in regards to in, to your feed, and it also depends on what you feel comfortable with. A lot of people find it really hard to put themselves out there, which I totally get. And it's so hard to be vulnerable sometimes, but that to me, that's what gets the best engagement. And literally I have booked clients because they feel like they know me as a person. And I think that's the best thing as a service-based business. That's the best thing that I can do for, for my own business. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I I like that idea. I guess I had always kind of thought of doing it a little bit the opposite way where like my core, Mm -hmm. because my business is all about like education. So like my core posts, I would write a lot about online learning and then maybe save some like fun and personal stuff for stories but maybe yeah. I, should, I want to give that a try <laughs> I think it yeah it's literally all about experimenting and and that's what I've done I've experimented mm-hmm. a lot with the kinds the kind of content that does well on my own feed and the thing is what works for me won't necessarily work for somebody else mm-hmm. but the best thing I can say is like experiment to see what channel will work best to to help you reach your target client, whatever that may be, whether it's through education or whether it's through a personal connection point where someone's like, Oh my God, I've been through the exact same thing as her. Or, you know, I love doing that too. It's just experimenting to see what's going to reach your target client at the end of the day. Yeah, it makes sense. And I feel like it kind of doing little experiments on Instagram, it's always pretty low stakes. Yeah. Like half your followers yeah. are going to see it the first time you post. So exactly. If it doesn't yeah. work, just don't do it again. <laughs> exactly. And there's always a delete button. You can always get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, no, very true. I mean, we talked a little bit about this already, but I know you have a still pretty new ebook out that's all about engagement on Instagram. And I went through your book and I love the way you laid things out. So do you want to talk a little bit about that building an engaged community on Instagram and what your approach is? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, firstly, I think it's all very well to have an Instagram strategy. Everyone says you've got to have some kind of strategy with your content, with your captions, but 
I think what a lot of people might lack is a very strong engagement strategy um, that goes along with it. And I mean, to me, you should kind of be spending more time engaging than you are posting. If you're posting, say, two to three times a day, but you're not spending, I don't know, at least half an hour engaging, there's no point in posting that many times because you literally can't keep up with your own content. Um, so I think it's really important to ensure that you you map out a certain set of time, so a specific time frame where you're like, all right, I'm going to go through um, my feed, I'm going to reply to my comments, I'm going to go through hashtags, I'm going to watch stories and DM some people and just use the different features of Instagram to connect with other people. And I think it's all about being genuine. And I mean, everyone knows, I guess not everyone knows that because I still get comments that say, love this. Um, So I think it's just about being authentic and actually reading people's captions, acknowledging what they're saying, going over to their website and reading their blog post, showing that, you care and that you've actually given up your time to respond to them and appreciate them. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's funny. I get like the weirdest comments from bots sometimes. I think my favorite one was I wrote something that was like a business tip and some bot wrote, this is a great breakfast idea. (laughs) Oh my God, that's terrible. I just like, why? (laughs) I don't know. I guess maybe I was using some hashtag, but I don't know. I don't use anything related to food blogging at all. So who knows? It's just terrible marketing. I don't know why people do it. Like, (laughs) oh, makes sense. I forgot an even better one. Someone DM'd me a picture of a camel safari no context, just a photo of a camel safari. And I think they were trying to advertise safaris. (laughs) (laughs) Did you walk through their profile? (laughs) I don't know. So yeah, I guess the first rule of engagement is don't try to like automate your way around it. Like you have to be a real human doing it or it's not going to work, but that makes total sense. I love that. Like setting aside time to talk to people on Instagram. I also find like when I do that, it I, I spend less time just sort of mindlessly scrolling through the app because it can also yes. be a big time suck just kind of looking at stuff. When I go exactly. in, I'm like, okay, you have to write like, you know, you're going to go and read everyone's posts and write really good comments on like 20 posts and then leave the app for the day. It actually yeah. helps me like manage my time too. So yeah, it makes it be more productive. And I, I found the exact same thing for me. I was mindlessly scrolling through my feed. And at one point I'm just like, I'm not getting anything like productive done. I'm not like actively going out to find people to connect with. And even sometimes I can kind of like find myself spending a bit too much time on my own feed where I should be going outside of my own community to expand it. And that's something I I sometimes forget. So I think it's important to limit your time on your own feed so that you can also go out there and find new people every single day. Mm -hmm. And are you mainly doing that through, you said hashtags? 
definitely through hashtags. Hashtags really is kind of the easiest, but also looking at other people who are either in your own industry or a parallel industry, looking at people who engage with them, going through those kinds of accounts to see whether or not those people will could be part of your own community. So yeah, going through other people's accounts and looking at their followers and really looking at the people who actively engage with them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, for me, I also have like, um, there's certain products that people who are in my niche are likely to use. So since I'm teaching about online courses, people who follow people like, well, accounts like Podia or, uh, Kajabi or Teachable, any of those like online course platforms, they tend to be people who want to create online courses, right? It makes sense if you're following exactly. platforms. So thinking about the accounts where your ideal customer is super likely to hang out, that's been really helpful for me too. Yeah, that is, yeah that's such great advice. Yeah, I love that one. When it comes to hashtags, how are you like picking hashtags that you want to use for your posts or which ones you scroll through like what makes a good hashtag i think it's it's really looking at the quality of the hashtag and how many public posts that it, it holds so i try and look for for myself i look for more local hashtags mainly because i would love to do more portrait sessions so i'm not going to be able to do a portrait session looking at a hashtag that is worldwide so i want to really look at you know um say for example uh, brisbane Brisbane Business, I think, is one, or Brisbane Hustling Women is also another one. And those those hashtags would have my target market. Um, I think it's also important to look at the kinds of photos that people will put under a hashtag. I think there was one hashtag I was looking at for one of my clients, and it had to do with self-care. And there was so much spam, and it was a really popular self-care a hashtag and there was just it was it was so much spam as all I think there was like a couple of accounts that were using this same template um for an image it had like a caption and, a, and an image there mm-hmm. and like there's there's no diversity in the hashtag anymore it's just spam so I think it's really actually analyzing the kinds of images that are under a hashtag and this all takes time like Mm -hmm. you kind of got to sift through them but if you're using a hashtag that kind of has spammy posts it's not going to be great for your account because in turn that's going to attract follower bots and all those annoying bot comments Mm -hmm. so to I would suggest to look at a couple of really good quality hashtags like start with three to five find those and engage with those constantly Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense I also I think I did all of that research like maybe six or seven months ago and I created a couple really good hashtag sets for myself but it's definitely time to go back and do that again because and I feel like some of them are starting to get a little spammy too so Yeah, I 100% agree. You've kind of got to shake it up every now and then. And, you know, that's why everyone suggests to have different hashtag sets and not use the same one over and over again so that you're exposing your post to a different audience 
um, every time. But yeah, reviewing your hashtags maybe every month or every couple of months if you have the time um, is such a great idea. Yeah, it makes sense. And do you, do you use a, a scheduling tool for your Instagram? I don't. I have the plan app, which I absolutely love because I just like the interface and I love the analytics. It gives you your engagement rate as well, which is really handy. But I, I use a scheduler for some of my clients because, I mean, I, I can't be on Instagram at every, t- at every time of the day. So they're definitely handy. But for me, I always post in the morning when I know I have time. So mm-hmm. I'm very much, I want to post organically to the platform and I'm always going to be on the platform as well when I post. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like to like post and ghost. <laughs> Yeah. And I think even if you were to come back into the platform later and do the same engagement, I have found that if you post and actually stay in the platform right after you post, your your content tends to do a little better too. So yeah, I absolutely, yeah, 100%. And it gives you the chance too, to reply to comments. Mm-hmm. You know, I would suggest to reply to comments as soon as you can, because that will also help boost your engagement and it can also get conversations going more quickly Mm -hmm. on your account. Um, So it's just a good opportunity to, yeah, to be on the platform for a bit, even if it's just 10 minutes. I mean, if you don't have a full half hour, if you can spare 10 minutes when you post just to engage, like that's, that's all you can kind of do. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, I wanted to go back and talk about stories too. Because one thing I hear from a lot of people is they want to be really consistent on stories. But again, that's like, I have to keep going into the app and remember to post things and I'm never sure what to post. So how do you approach stories? Or is it just like very organic, whatever you feel like sharing? Or do you have like a, I guess, a strategy or a schedule in mind for that? Um, for me, it's, it's really when, whenever I feel like jumping on, I kind of like to jump on in the mornings if I do, as, and especially on my days off when I don't go to my part-time job, I'm on it a lot during the day. But I think, firstly, if there's something that's going on and you really don't feel like showing up, I would recommend not to show up because that will show through your stories. And I think you've got to, you've really got to inject your personality. It is the best way to let people in, to get people to know who you are, like how you talk, your mannerisms. Um, so if you've got a lot of energy, you're feeling really good. I would 100% recommend to jump on, give people like a behind the scenes of what you do. I think that's, one of the best things that you can post on stories because everyone gets really nosy. They want to know how you do things. Mm. Um, I find for me, like when I'm shooting, doing behind the scenes content, like even just the setup of my, of my flat lay or the kind of equipment I'm using, anything like that. Or when I edit something in Lightroom, it gets, it gets a lot of engagement because people are just really interested in that. Mm -hmm. So I think, while you're actually working, while you're doing something, you can quickly hop on stories and talk about what you're doing, show people behind the scenes. I think that's the easiest type of content. Um, The other thing too is that when you actually do put out a post on your feed, 
you can jump on stories and talk about that post, even though you're talking about the same thing you've just posted, it kind of allows you to elaborate and actually build a further connection with, with your audience. And it also allows people to DM you privately, especially if it's something that is quite personal or you're being very vulnerable. Sometimes people don't want to comment. They would actually rather DM you. So that also invites people to, to carry the conversation privately through DM with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about stories is like the way you reply is a direct message. So it does create Mm -hmm. that level of like intimacy and connection right there. So exactly. It's so beneficial. Makes sense. So what's, um, what's next for your business? What are some of your goals going forward? Um, oh, there's a lot happening. I won't lie. Mm -hmm. Um, at the moment I am building a digital course on everything photography. So it's basically outlining the whole process from start to finish from the planning phase through to how to style, what props to use, how to do a flat lay, how to find the best lighting, um, using your smartphone for photography because not everyone has a DSLR camera um, and how to edit. Like editing, I think, is the most crucial part to to creating a really gorgeous image. And I think a lot of people, they kind of miss the step or they don't edit enough. And I really want to include that in the course. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking of including... Um, like brand photography for yourself because we're all about putting ourselves on the feed. Um, but sometimes you, you kind of just don't know how to go about it. So I will be doing uh, a section on, you know, how to pose, how to kind of do your own photo shoot where you're taking photos of yourself. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited for that. I think that will launch maybe early next month, depending on how things go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually starting a product-based business uh, with my with my boyfriend. Oh, so, yeah. It's uh, that's probably going to take up a lot a lot more of my time moving forward. Mm-hmm. We just got our sample yesterday, and oh wow, it, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very it's very surreal. It's very crazy. I feel a bit crazy. Uh, and basically that business is really going to be driven by Instagram. So it's going to be a lot of content creation, uh, a lot of video creation as well, video editing, um, and kind of stepping into the realm of influencer marketing as well. So that's a bit of a different role for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, in all honesty, next year, I actually cannot see where my business will be because I think my skills will evolve and I want to kind of, I want to branch out more from the kind of photography that I'm doing. My photography has been very much about really bright white um, product photography, flat lays, stock photos, things like that. But I'm, I'm kind of itching to do more than that. Um, so yeah, I don't know where it's going to be next year, but I think it'll, 
I'll, there'll be a different level of content creation. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. Well, all that sounds really exciting. I've seen some of your little behind the scenes stuff about your course. So I knew, I knew that was coming. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Yes. A lot going on. Very Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm always like getting my, like when I'm running out of, I did a a professional photography shoot with me earlier this year, and it was such a great investment for anyone out there thinking about it, because I just did not have to spend any time making my Instagram content for like three or four months, and that was great. But I'm like running out of those photos and I'm always getting my husband (laughs) to be like, okay, the lighting is really good right now. You come outside on our deck and take pictures of me. So he needs me to have your course. Yes. (laughs) I know it can be so difficult to try and and do it yourself, but I mean, a lot of people sometimes can't afford to do brand photo shoots either mm-hmm. so yeah it depends on what your budget is at the time too yeah and it's like something that would be definitely a big investment to keep doing them you know you need to refresh content like you don't want to post yourself in the same shirt over and over and over again no definitely not <laughs> <laughs> um but they guess, and that's the other, th- I always like really liked travel photography. Like I like taking pictures, but then when it comes to doing things that are like that kind of that bright white aesthetic, I need to learn like, how do I brighten things without overexposing them and washing them out? So a lot oh, of really good, a lot of really good stuff there. It's definitely a struggle. I remember when I first started doing stock photography, I think I YouTubed for ages mm-hmm. how to how to create a bright white flat lay. And I could barely find anything on it on YouTube. I don't know if it was just because that was the timing of it, but like I could not work out how people did it. And there's definitely a few little a few little tricks to doing it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually going to ask how you how you learned photography. So were you kind of self-taught or? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, for me, it all kind of started when I used to have a blog. So I used to have a, a finance and career blog and I would just take all the photos for our Instagram account. Um, that was just with my old like Samsung S5, like ancient. Um And when I was made redundant, I actually went out and bought my DSLR camera. And so I just started practicing. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, but I think it's also just, it's just shooting. It's just getting out and, Mm -hmm. and practicing. But like I said before, your editing is also really, really crucial. As long as you have good lighting, it's Mm -hmm. kind of knowing, yeah, how to get that really good even light over your flat lay mm-hmm. um, if you're doing flat lays but I th- yeah for me it's just been constant education YouTube is the best mm-hmm. I've never taken a photography course um, I'd love to one day but YouTube there's just so much free content out there to learn from yeah that makes sense well, very cool and that's so exciting about your product based business too I don't know we are not we were just kind of in the idea stage, but my husband and I have a, a little idea for a, a food business too. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Kind of cool. bring it to life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, all this stuff I've learned from doing my own business, I'm sure will be really helpful for that. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can apply your skills anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like if you own a business, it's so valuable what, 
like the skills that you have. And I think eventually you kind of, you want to branch out more and you want to try new things. And I think you become a bit more of a risk, a risk taker in a sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that is so true. Um, So if people want to find you online and connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, the best place really is is Instagram. I'm literally on it every single day. I could spend my life on it if I had the opportunity. Um, So you can find me at Plush Content Co. There's no full stops, no underscores. It's literally just that. Um, Otherwise, I do have an email list as well uh, where you'll get Instagram tips from me every fortnight. Um, so the best place to find that is again, through my Instagram. Um, I'm on Pinterest again, plush content co Facebook. You can also find me in the Facebook group, the lady collective. So that is a Facebook group. I have started with two other girls, um, which is amazing. Like everyone's so supportive, but yeah, Instagram is, is my main channel. Sounds good. And um, do you have any books or other resources that have been really inspiring for you that you think other entrepreneurs would love? Um, one of the one of the best books I've read, and this is on mindset, is a book called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by mm. Vinesh Lakahani. And uh, I mean, to me, mindset, it's the number one thing that you need to work on if you're going to run a business and if you want to find success, whatever success means to you. Um, so for me, that book was, it was very, it was very helpful, gave me a lot of perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but the best one that I have listened to so far has been from Ty Lopez because he literally, he has this charisma he has this amazing knowledge and he just inspires you to think bigger, to think bigger about your business, about the world. And I think that's what a lot of people need is we get so narrow minded in what we're doing that we forget there's so much more out there. So his podcast, it's, it's amazing. It's all about, he offers marketing advice. Um, he's an, he's an entrepreneur. He talks about mindset. There's, uh, I think I've listened to like every episode of his so far. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, those are great recommendations and I have not, I have not read that book, but mindset is is amazing. (laughs) Highly recommend that a try. You know, I've like known, like when you get into the online entrepreneurship world, you definitely start hearing about mindset and things like that more. So I've like known about it for a while, but I think I'm really at the point where I have to like invest some time into working on that stuff. So that is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been really fun. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much, Rachel. I've loved this. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more, you can find me on Insta at Train Thrive Grow. And don't forget to leave a rating and review for this podcast in iTunes. Talk to y'all soon.